We're live. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with the Friday edition. What is it? Super Wild Card Weekend you keep writing, Evan? Is that the new thing? It is Super Wild Card Weekend. Super Wild Card Weekend edition of the Stay Cash and Show. I am joined by the Goof Troop, Joey Rackets. What's up, Rackets? What's up, Tommy G? How you doing today? You're starting to get in a little baseball mode. I see you twitching over there. I am. Get ready. You're getting ready. I said I could tell by your commentary. Getting ready for baseball. He's right around the corner. Australian Open. No, I know that. We all know that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But Rackets is getting a baseball mode. I'm getting a baseball mode, honestly. I get that good feeling. Is he going to come back to the Yankees or what? Who knows? Maybe he'll have a new team this year. You never know. Guys, testing. Never know. You never know. Silly Billy Rupp, you are killing the first basket props. Hit another one last night. Uh, Is that the one you gave out on the show? Nope. But if you're a subscriber, there you go. got it. There you go. The subscribers got it. How are you doing tonight, Bill Rupp? Good. I mean, listen, if you're not subscribed, you're getting, you're losing out on thousands on the NBA. And we were just, we had another great night last night. Just missed LeBron triple-double again by one fucking assist. Like, what are you doing, LeBron? Tell me, I don't know if this guy wants to get it. I don't understand it. Every game it's by one. And and Abrams hitting and Healy hit for like 15 units on the ladder on Siakam. And Healy laddered Siakam. Uh, oh, I actually started 0-3, I think, in college basketball. That went 8-1 to finish the night. Broke by retrograde, which I announced at 4 p.m. that I was breaking retrograde. Uh, Howie swept. Uh, let me see. Howie, 1-2-3-5-0. Or 1-2-3-4-0 for Howie in college basketball. He'll be joining us shortly. We're, re- we're ready to rock. We're popping. Things are popping at four deep. If you guys want to get on board, now is the time, guys. We're going to give you some plays today, but we're obviously not going to give you the whole weekend's worth of plays. We're going to be in there all weekend, huge weekend for football. Uh, use code VIP20. VIP20 for this weekend will get you 20% off the whole entire site. So this is the time to come in for a month, come fuck around for a month. It'll take you pretty much through the Super Bowl, and uh, you get 20% off the whole entire site this weekend only. So VIP20 for deepbets.com. Come fuck. Uh, Evan Han, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing amazing, actually. Really? Wow. You don't you don't like have that amazing energy to match the amazingness that you're feeling. I'm doing amazing. Now you seem really gay. Like <laughs> let's try like something in the hell. Yeah. It went from like, you know, bored to like Elton John's hairstylist. Like let's 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 know. find a middle. Just give me a middle ground. Give me a good middle ground. I'm doing amazing, Tommy. That's good. Awesome. That's better. That's better. All right, I can take that. We can run with that. Why are you doing amazing, Evan? Well, we're closing deals for my agency, so that's great. But also, I'm making a deal with all the followers here. Mm. If we get to 250 concurrent viewers and 150 likes, I will give away a free week. There we go. That's pretty simple. That should be easy. Retweet the tweet. That's how you bring attention to it. Go retweet the tweets at Stay Cash and Show at Tommy G Returns too, and who knows where else it is. But uh. Go retweet those, get people to join, and Evan's going to give you a free week on him. This is on Evan Hand. Evan's coming out of Evan's pocket. On Evan. All right. Where do you want to start, E? Um, we need to talk about how stupid Brandon Staley is because oh he God. kept playing Mike Williams last week, and now he is officially out for this weekend's Jaguars Chargers game. I mean, I was in the middle of a 48-hour bender that had like a three-hour sleep interrupted with it where I picked back up with Rupp back at like 8 o'clock. I actually didn't even see it. I didn't even see the game last week. So, Rackets and Bill, I know you guys have been talking about it on Rump and Rackets and everywhere. So, I wasn't even aware that fucking he played all his starters the whole game. I saw him start the game. I remember seeing the first quarter. Then it kind of phased out, blacked into the darkness, and came back too, and it was the next set of games. So, Rackets started off with uh, what Brandon Stanley, the dude can't get out of his own fucking way, dude. Not only did he get carted off on, on Sunday or Saturday, whatever the game was, um, they were right after the game. They're like, "Oh, on Monday morning, they're like, oh, the MRI was clear. He's we expect him to play on Sunday." I'm like, guys, she couldn't walk. There's no fucking way this guy is playing a, a fucking football game six days from now. There's, there's no way. Like, I don't. You don't go from not being able to walk to fucking playing a a, a playoff game five days later. Like, it just doesn't happen. So of course the news broke that he's not going to play. And uh. What, not only was Williams until the third quarter till he got fucking hurt, he had Keenan Allen until the last play of the game. So once Mike Williams got hurt, he wasn't even smart enough to pull Keenan Allen the fuck out of the game. What, what are you doing, my guy? <laughs> what are you doing? Bill? Uh, we said it on the air Sunday. We were on Discord. 
Um, me and Hoffman were going nuts too. Uh, well, I don't know why they had all them guys in. Tom Brady played like the first quarter in that game, and then other guys were getting pulled, and they left. And and leaving Keenan Allen in, who's the guy who gets hurt the most out of anyone in the NFL, all the way through. I mean, he got his yards he needed to get in like the first catch. He should have been out. All them guys should have been out. They played him all the way through the fourth quarter, and then you get an injury where you lose your second best receiver. I mean, for so the thing with Brandon Staley for me, you got to remember my roots. Um, I am a Neanderthal, but I also come from the DFS world where I was one of the top DFS players in the world. Also a Wall Street guy. I'm an analytics guy to the core. But I have been surrounded, Rackets, you've seen it, by these fucking DFS analytics nerds, right? And they're fucking nerds. They stand by everything they say. This is the gospel. This is everything. But like I said in the conspiracy movement and the conservative movement, you can't follow fucking nerds because they don't have balls. They're not willing to walk through the fire. The second things get hard, they fold. Brandon Staley is the definition of DFS analytic nerd, given a coaching job, who thinks he's smarter than he fucking is, and the second tough times come on him, he changes everything, Rackets. Remember last year with the two-point conversions and going for it on fourth down? And the second that small sample size of one year didn't work out, and he had two or three games that he fucked up in there, he completely abandoned it this year. Yep. And now this year he's doing the same thing. Oh, wow, we believe that we should play our players because the analyst. No, you're a fucking idiot. And then the second he got hurt, everyone should have been out of that fucking game immediately. But he then he would be admitting he was wrong if he pulled his players. He's just a fucking nerd, and he's a fucking loser, Rackets. Well, 100%. And, I mean, it's not like he's been on your good side for the last two years. It's been fucking tell, telling you how shitty he's been, been saying how shitty of a coach he is for the last couple of years. But yeah, it's just... I've hated him it's from day one. Tomorrow, he's got to be fired if they if they lose. Tomorrow. Yeah, he's like, fired. I mean, it's probably Sean Payton's job if he's if he's if he's fired. I mean, he's got to be fired. I mean, he's he's the worst. I mean, Brandon Staley, all these. I mean, dude, Harbaugh did the same thing where he was going for two and doing all this, and then he got media scrutiny and he stopped. I remember even Mike Tomlin was going for two like every play for like a year and then stopped. Like no one really believes in the shit that they're saying. Just play the game the right way. Do the right thing. The game doesn't mean anything. Sit your fucking players. You're up by fucking seven. Go for fucking one. Like, they need to win the game either. They didn't even win. I know. It's just fucking embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. And and I don't think it hurts them that much tomorrow. But I do think it's going to hurt them a lot if they go forward. Keep in mind, they do have Carter and Palmer and Keenan Allen and Eckler. And, and they got a lot of weapons on that team. Ever Like, there's there's weapons across the board to beat a team like the Jags who probably aren't going to go throw 30 up on you. But if you go start to play the fucking Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills, you know, teams like this that you're going to need to get into, you're fucking, you need Mike Williams. He's got to be there. So they're fucked. He's fucked. You better pray they win because, like you said, Rackets, they lose. He's fucking out. Um, that's a disgrace. How do you not sit your players? Anyway, Evan. Um, the Colts came out and said they're not interested in Derek Carr next season. Hmm. Well, back to rack. God, he's a culture. Yeah, they're gonna end up with either Stroud or Young. I think they're gonna trade up for one. Like I said on the show a couple weeks ago or last week, whenever it was. Um, I think they're gonna work a deal with the Bears and get up to one. The Bears move down to four. Colts got a lot of capital, and then it gives them the choice of whatever they want. Not saying I agree with it, but I think that's what they're gonna do. I don't like it, Bill. You've seen a lot of Stroud and Young, Ohio State and Alabama, two teams you follow in college. I don't like either of them, dude. I don't like either of those picks at all. I mean, listen. Stroud was the front runner from the Heisman to start the season. He was garbage the rest of the way. Had an out-of-body experience against Georgia. I'll give him that. So you've seen what his ceiling is. But What's wrong about? Stroud. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, against Georgia, I said. Did I say Alabama? But um, he's just not that guy. He's not a number one pick. And neither is Young. Bryce Young is nowhere near a number one pick. So, Bill, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I don't like this quarterback class at all this year. No one's good. No, this is a bad year. This is a bad year to have a top pick. And they're going to do it anyway. The same thing with the Watt, the Wentz and Goff year. Like, you just have to do it because it's there. And you too many people do anything, and it goes back to fucking don't let fucking nerds lead. They're they're afraid to take stands. The coaches are afraid to lose their jobs. The organizations are afraid to, you know, not go take a quarterback with the first pick or the third pick if you need a quarterback. Sometimes it's better off just to go get a one-year rental. A Geno Smith, get someone like that who's going to, you know, anyone who's out there, Minshew, whatever the fuck is there for one year, sign him to a one-year deal and really trade picks and line yourself up for probably one of the best quarterback classes we've seen in a long time coming next year. 
led by Caleb Williams, who's maybe the best quarterback prospect we've seen in 20 years coming out of college. So I think it's a horrible decision for anyone who's drafting a quarterback early this year. Trade for picks next year and set yourself up to get in the Caleb Williams lottery. Um, what else I you got? Piggy, yeah. Piggyback. Yeah, hold on, Bill. I told, you you last, I told you yesterday, Tommy, about that uh, Florida quarterback. Um, basically, these, these kids are getting like they're being like they always wanted to be paid to play, right? And now with this NIL stuff, now they're definitely like they're linking it up through the college. Like I told you, he was supposed to go to Florida, number one recruit, number one quarterback in the country. And then all of a sudden, he just doesn't show up. Because he was supposed to get a two million dollar NIL deal and it wasn't two mil, so now he's now he wants to recant his letter of intent and go to a different school. That's I mean, basically they're basically just they're just yeah. paying these players. I mean they've been doing it anyway. They're just now doing it more publicly, legally. Yeah. But I mean that, this is going to be an issue. The NIL is going to turn into a monster of its own that they never saw. Now what's the ceiling on this? You know we see two million dollar deals already. There's kids in. Sixth grade, bro. Seventh grade, they're giving deals to. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get out of control. Like everything else, they're gonna find every loophole. If you already have shady motherfuckers like Nick Saban and these guys doing the string pulling. It's gonna get completely out of control, and I'd be surprised if they even have the NIL deals in three years. Oh, so dude, players, if you're out there, take advantage of this right now. Which they the dude from Texas A and M. He's Saban was accusing him of all type of shit. See, this is just the beginning. This shit just started. You know, wait do you see what goes on with Deion Sanders and fucking all, like, once you start getting these big-name coaches? Because these, these schools, if they're smart, between the NIL and big-names coaching that have no coaching experience, like Deion when he started or Jeff Saturday in the NFL, like, the fact that you could just start to bring in personalities to coach your team and then strap NIL and money behind it, and then you get all the rappers and celebrity friends that they're friends with to start piling money into your facilities at your school— that's the move if you're fucking Oregon State or Colorado or one of these teams that has no chance to compete year after year. That, that's the fucking move. That's what he's doing. Like the presidential election. Yeah, just it's a popularity contest. So just go get some big-name guys, former players. Go get a fucking Tim Tebow. Go get a Peyton Manning. Go get someone like that to coach your fucking team, bring their friends in, and boom, you're a fucking top-two team in your conference in year one. So that's where we're going to be heading with this. And, Bill, that's going to keep right up to me and you moving in and fucking getting in and – uh. Winning the lottery and fucking getting in on one of these colleges. There you go. Bill's, Bill's, Bill's winning the fucking lottery today. He's, he's counted it in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I got a um, soccer bet from Kababble. Hit it. Starts at 2.45. 20 minutes. Is that central time? Hey, Kababble, if you're listening, stop oh, no, hold central on. time. First he sent it to me. There is no central time. It's Central Standard Time. I don't want to do math when I got to read your bets. So this is what he said first. God damn it, Kababble. You're on fucking East Coast time. He sent me 1.45 p.m. Central Time, then 2 p.m. Central Time. Then I went, what, 3 p.m.? He goes, fuck me. I copied the wrong time. 2.45 p.m. East. So I don't know what time this game's on, guys. Kababble has no idea. So it's coming up. That's all we have. <laughs> Kababble doesn't know. Bill doesn't know. No. Central is not a Pacific barely a time like that's barely a time that's like five percent of a time pacific time but anything in the middle no one fucking know you people in the middle because when you go to fucking kansas city the fucking tv says eight o'clock eastern seven o'clock central they still say eastern time everywhere else in the country because cabal's in the military yeah like uh cabal sir report at uh 0800 hours or 1600 hours he's like Oh shit! What? what he's like, I wants to do math to figure out what time point of fire that in. He's probably always late. And the, the only good thing is, Bill, at least it's behind an hour. So when he writes two, yeah, it's three here. So I shit my pants when I realized I missed his bets because he's been on fire with stalker still. So at least it's not ahead. So that's a positive. But what's so the bet? He's Napoli money line. Uh, you'll find that uh, Fanduel. I'm guessing under the Italy Serie A, Series A Italy. Uh, Napoli money line starts somewhere between now and like three hours from now. Yeah, somewhere you got to get a calculator and a abacus to figure it out. But uh, go get that bet in now before it comes off the board. All right, uh, E, back to you. Um, backing off the quarterback conversation, Jets owner Woody Johnson came out yesterday and said that they are going to back up the truck to get a veteran quarterback in the offseason. 
Well, that's who screams Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's that's a good sign for Zach Wilson. <laughs> well, the Packers just Packers just wrote, uh, "We're not we're not giving up on Aaron Rodgers yet." So. The, the teams have no power. If Aaron Rodgers is out, he's out. Like the teams don't control the players anymore. The players control the teams. So did well, you notice? Guys, did you, you see what Zach Wilson said? What's up? Go ahead, Bill. They would have to pay Aaron Rodgers a shitload. Yeah, I don't oh, believe anything God. anyone says. Same thing I tell you guys every hot stove, Steve Cohen. Where they, dude, don't believe a fucking word of what anyone says. With lockout, we're going to miss the whole season. None of it matters until it's the deadline. Deals are done at the deadline. If Aaron Rodgers throws a big enough of a tantrum, they're going to figure out a way to fucking get him. He'll get, get out of there. Evan? Did you see what Zach Wilson said about you know his quarterback position and if he's competing with somebody next season? No. He said that he's going to make whoever it is, he's going to make their life a living hell. Good. Good. Zach Wilson. I mean, I know what he means, but that's probably the wrong wording, considering you were. He's going to try to compete. Yeah. You know who will make their life a living hell, though? Mike fucking White. Oh, my God. He's such trash. Get him (laughs) off the team. I hope they fucking just cut Mike White just so we don't have to hear about him from men from heaven anymore. kill myself. What a loser Mike White is. The, uh... I mean, listen, I, I don't understand what the Jets are doing. Like, you're public. Just get rid of Zach Wilson. Just fucking get rid of him. Someone, like, just let him go. I mean, you're literally sitting there telling your young quarterback that you just drafted fucking second overall or some shit two years ago. We're going to fucking back the truck up to replace you. Like, what are you doing to this kid? Did he fuck someone's mother on staff? Because that might have been what really happened. He might have fucked fucking uh, uh, old Johnson over there. Woody Johnson's fucking granddaughter or some shit. Who knows? Uh, any other headlines, Harry? Um, Lamar's officially out. We were talking about it yesterday, but he's officially out. Um, he's trash. And also, all pro rankings, all pro team came out. Not that it really matters, but Sauce Gardner, first cornerback in like 42 years as a rookie to make all pro. Yes. Someone said, is Sauce Gardner a top three corner? No. He's a top one top corner. One. He's a top one corner. Good job, Sauce. Way to represent, kid. That's a draft pick. That's how you fucking draft right there. Uh, Bill, what were you going to say? Uh, Rackets girl Osaka is pregnant. Yeah, what's going on here, Rackets? That's good for you. You don't get any more Tommy G fucking flames during retrograde for <laughs> Osaka. Be the fir- this will be the first retrograde in a while. I'm not slaying you with Osaka hate. It's a victory for me. Um, yeah. yeah, she's pregnant, so I can't wait to bet on her kid, though. <laughs> My boyfriend's a rapper. Yeah, Osaka's done. Osaka's trash. <laughs> Fuck no, I am. We have Osaka. Uh, all right, what else we got? Anything else? Remove to the bets. That's it. All right, cool. We got Howie ready? He's coming. All right, Howie will be here in a second. Uh, Racket, so you have any tennis that you wanted to cover? I know you may be are you picking up the kid or anything. You can get that out now if you got any tennis for today. Um, I'm not doing anything for today. I'm doing. I'm giving the, <clears throat> the Australian Open futures. So um, there's a couple long shots that I have for the subscribers on the site that I'm not, I'm not going to give out on here, but I'm going to give you the two that I think actually could potentially win the tournament. Um, Jarena Sabalenka plus 850 and, uh, Caroline Garcia plus 1200. Um, you're going to see everywhere people, everywhere else people are on Ega to win. Uh, she's not going to, she's plus 200. She's coming into the tournament with a shoulder injury. Um, the, the odds on her aren't good to begin with. And then you add an injury to it. She's not going to win this tournament. Um, Sabalenka's playing the best I've seen her play in a really long time, maybe ever. So I like her in this, in this spot. And, uh, Caroline Garcia is playing some of the best tennis of her career. So even going back to last year. So I like those two. Um, there's a couple long shots on the site, as I said, for the subscribers that I gave out. Um, and then on the men's side, everybody's going to give you Novak Djokovic for the men. Um, he probably wins the tournament. I'm not going to bet it personally myself. I wouldn't take a minus 130 future for anything, but um, I do have a long shot uh, on, on the men's side for the subscribers too. I'm not going to give that out on here because it's the only one that I have. So more than likely, Djokovic wins it. If you're going to bet it, do that. But if, you, if you're if you a subscriber, you, you already know I have somebody at plus 2,700 that I like on the men's side. Isn't he yeah. under rackets? Who? Uh, I don't know. I heard Djokovic. Djokovic, he's got, he's got a little bit of a hamstring injury, but I don't think it's going to hamper him that much. He played the entire Adelaide tournament with it. Um, so I think he's fine. Um, it, the only thing... Uh, with uh, uh, Swiatek, too, I wanted to add. 
she's not really good on the hard courts. So I, her being a favorite to begin with before the injury wasn't great. And you're going to hear a lot about Jesse Pagula at plus 1,000. She's overpriced in my opinion, and it's only because everyone is overreacting to her beating Swiatek. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna price Pagula down based on her beating somebody that I didn't think was gonna win the tournament anyways. So uh, I'm gonna stay with the power hitting uh, Sabalenka and Caroline Garcia on that side. All right, and the Australian Open uh, full effect this weekend, carrying forward. Just another reason to get over to 4DBets.com right now. Uh, as I said, VIP20 promo code VIP20. Gets you 20% off the next month. This is going to be fire over here, so get on. Speaking of fire, Howie Dewey. Can you hear me, Howie Dewey? Yeah, I, man. I didn't have two boxes. Yeah, how, I hid one of them. I just clicked on hide participant. There's two Howies in our Zoom. Uh, there's only one on the YouTube. So just just hit the blue buttons on it, Bill, and click hide non-video participant. Uh, Howie Dewey with the clean sweep in college hoops yesterday, my man. Yeah, we went balls out last night. Hey, are there any good Polish girl tennis players anymore? Any good Polish chicks that can fucking smack the ball? Because I just, I always like betting on Polish chicks, man. They don't <laughs> you, got any, you got any Polacks there? Polish. Swiatek Polish. She's actually very rad. I don't think she wins your fight. You've got to bet a Polish chick because the bottom line with Polish chicks is they don't give a fuck. Like, They'll smack the shit out of a ball or go home and smack the shit out of their husband. They'll strip at night. <laughs> they can fucking drink vodka. Polish chicks are wild, man. I, I would definitely bet out a Polish chick, especially in tennis, when it comes to like well, just they can wheel that. They can, How are we doing? You like so you go you go swipe attack. They can wheel that racket. Fuck yeah. I didn't know she was Polish. Usually yep, yes. I thought you had to have like an SKY SKI at the end of your name. To it's like got to be a ski. You got to ski. Yeah, they like yeah. to do blow too. That's why they they that's why they end with the ski. Those Dude, Polish, Polish chicks, good. Polish chicks, they don't even know what country they're playing in. Like it doesn't matter. Like what hemisphere? Nothing. <laughs> they just you you just give them a racket and a ball and fucking that ball's gonna take a beat down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Howie's all on the Pollocks in yeah. the uh, in the tennis. Back Love. to college basketball here, Mister Dewey. Uh, yeah. Nice nice sweep last night. Fucking came through big. I think hit for like ten units. Yeah. Um, I think I I lost my first three or four, and then went eight and one on my bets to end the day. So we're in full effect, and I'm going to be uh very interested in what you have today because I fucking hate this slate. I'm like digging for bets. I don't think I'll have anything bigger than a small play on this. I have one game I like, and that's Villanova, uh, where I'm probably going to take Villanova in this spot. But I don't even love that. I haven't really liked what I've been seeing out of Villanova without Jay right there. They just don't look like the same disciplined, close-it-out type team. But uh, not a big Butler guy. Butler, I think, is fucking very overrated. So I think Villanova does it today. So, E, you can put me on the board for that. Villanova minus 115. But, Howie, you found four bets on a slate that has, like, fucking five games. So, talk I'll tell you, and I'll say this. I truly think the Big East is the best conference from top to bottom in the whole country. I'll say that right now. That team is just stacked with players. Uh, they're loaded with good coaches, players. So that league, man, is going to be, I think, I think they're going to do some work in the tournament, that league. Yeah, but I can see that. I like tonight, you know, first game I'll, I'll talk about, you You got Sienna, a team I really like to cover a lot. They're going to Niagara. Niagara covers all the time when playing Sienna. I think something like the last seven out of eight years at home. I like to switch it tonight. I like Sienna. I think. They know they have to win this game. It's an in-conference game. They're minus two and a half. I think they go on the road and beat Niagara. That's the first one. Okay. Um, second game, and I looked at this thing for an hour. You got the two best teams in the Ivy League play. You got Yale going to Cornell. Cornell is solid this year. I mean, they they actually they got good big men. They got a good guard. The line started at Cornell was minus one and a half. Now they're plus one and a half. I like them at home on a Friday night. I think they win this game outright. Okay. Like Cornell. So I think you got two more, right? Yeah. I mean, my favorite play of the whole, could be the whole weekend. All weekend. Kent State. Okay. Minus three and a half. And Ohio. Kent State is one of my favorite mid-major teams in the whole country. Kent State lost to Houston by four. Could have beaten them. Uh, this team is stacked with talent, loaded with talent. They got eight guys that can play. They rebound. They got a couple guards that shoot the shit out of it. 
Uh, they're minus three and a half. Going and playing a decent, respectable Ohio team. They go in. I think they beat them by ten. Like it a lot. Love that guy. Right. And you had one more, right? Yeah. Final game of the night. You got uh, Anthony Grant, who uh, you know was a beast at VCU. Did really well at Alabama. Now he's coaching Dayton. Been there like five, six years. Dayton's home. I believe they're home tonight. I don't. But they're minus seven. Dayton's and a home. Half. Dayton's home. Yeah. They're minus seven and a half. This team is one of the best teams in the country. I mean, this team is by far the best team in the Atlantic 10. They're loaded. Uh, I think they win this game by 15, 20 points tonight. All right. I mean, I don't know how this happened, but I don't have a single play honor against those two. And the only two I do have, you're not on. So uh, I have Villanova, which I told you uh, that I'm interested in there. Uh, let me get to the exact line, Evan. Uh, minus 120. I think I said minus 115. Uh, and the other one that I'm on, Howie, which I'd like your opinion on, I like Illinois here, minus six and a half in this spot versus Michigan, uh, Michigan State. I, I don't love this Michigan State team. I think it's extremely just name heavy right now. And I could, for some reason, I could see Illinois. I know these Big Ten games, it's always tough to lay big points in these. The way the line's moving, the, everything I'm seeing, my initial feeling on it, I could really see Illinois just coming out here and throttling Michigan State. What's your take on this? You know, man, I looked at that game for a long time. Back went back and forth, back and forth. Uh, if you look at the the Big Ten, home court advantage is huge. I mean, you saw yeah, that last obviously. night. Obviously. We've been doing that for years. I mean, you look you watch Iowa last night in the overtime and fucking Michigan had no chance. Bro, I thought the roof was gonna come off that place yeah. last night. It was so loud. I mean, you know, and that's the Big Ten. They gotta play in Illinois. Illinois got that home court advantage. They just lost a good player, Illinois. Uh, the guard or whatever just he quit. I don't know. He, something's going on, personal reasons. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. This game's a point for like Michigan State does have good players. They got good guards. He's going to come out play that two three matchup. So force Illinois to shoot the shit out of it. Um, if they if Illinois knocks their shots out tonight, they'll win. That simple. If this line just doesn't this line seem crazy? Why is this seven? Like, well, no, shouldn't this line be three? I would think it'd be two and a half, three points. Right. So, so I'm playing the line more than anything here. Like, I mean, listen, Big Ten at home has been a thing. Subscribers yeah. have been with me. Oh, for, looks like oh, there I am. That's the picture, Bill. You're painting again. I want to take a picture of that. Hold on. I want to screenshot that. What? Ah, fuck. I was just a painting. Yeah. I love when that happens. The, uh, Big Ten at home uh, is a thing that uh, anyone who's a subscriber has been with me for a couple years, two years ago, three years ago. I mean, it was a fucking cheat code. They were like 88% at home. Yeah. And they've always been like 80% at home. Uh, so I do like Illinois and the money line in parlays. That's something I'm definitely going to play. Big Ten. This line shouldn't be seven, and it's going up. I mean, it opened at four and a half, which I thought was high. It's been driven up to it's six and a half right now, and it's at seven in some books. With 85% of the money on Michigan State. So everyone's piling into Michigan State and the points. The line's fucking ignoring it and plowing through it. And it's Big Ten at home. Listen, I'm probably going to end up for the subscribers with more Illinois money line paired to the Niners tomorrow and shit like that. But I, I can't make sense of the seven. And I just don't want to be the sucker on the other side thinking I'm getting a free money seven here. And then Illinois comes out and beats them by 20. This line and the betting activity is screw Howie 85% of the money and 85% of the bets are on Michigan State and they've gone from four and a half to seven. How does that happen? You I know, just, I'll tell you, it makes sense. I think, I think the value here is Illinois. No offense, but it, it is the, the values on Illinois. It's, it's a smarter bet. I think right now the general public is worried about the internal problems that this team's had in the past week. That's it. I mean, if they if Illinois comes out and plays well and a couple of these uh guys off the bench play well, you know, the, the lines will get back to uh, they'll be more reasonable, but that's the only reason it's up this high. I mean, uh, it's people, nuts. People are thinking Michigan State's going to come in, Illinois throwing the towel in, they have too many props, they're going to get blown out. I don't think so, man. I think home home game on in Champaign on a Friday night, place will be packed. Uh there's nothing else to do with Champaign, Illinois on a Friday night. Everyone's going to go to the game, and it's going to be loud. you got that advantage. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I would take the point. Yeah, so 
We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to put the play out at Illinois minus six and a half. Again, I don't want it. I'm just betting the number. I'm just betting the math on this one. The math is screaming to uh, to get on the Illinois side. All right, Howie, anything else before we let you go? No, that's it, man. It's going to be a good weekend. A lot of good games this weekend. Yeah, a lot. Of- probably another 129 game slate tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Tomorrow's yeah. a good day. Really yeah. good matchups. A lot, of, a lot of big top 25 matchups that are going on. We're really getting into the – getting really – now we're starting to not – dabble in but get into the heart of conference season so uh, this is where it gets fun this is where it gets easier this is where we get a lot of data to go off on basically how these teams are doing in conference compared to you just said it january kind of when you've seen everybody play you know what kind of defense teams are playing who runs who doesn't run you know you got that team tonight uh you know dayton's playing vcu vcu's got seven guys they're gonna come out full court press the whole entire game get down by 10 get down by 15 Make more turnovers. That's it's you know that's why I love Dayton tonight. I love yeah. that game. I love this time of year, man. The January through March is my yeah. favorite time of year. All right, Dewey, get out of here. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. All right, later, bro. All right, silly Billy Rupp. Where are we going next? Uh to bed. Okay. How about we do NBA before that? Yeah. No. If you guess, we have to. Well, I mean, don't sound too excited. It is your, your sport. All right. So uh first basket again, guys. Uh you gotta you gotta join up to get them all. Uh give out like two or three a night. Um last night we had three, I believe. Uh yeah. Um we gave out Embiid. He made the second team basket, so that lost. Uh but then we got uh Jeremy Grant, plus five hundred at the end of the night. Uh, Jokic was my play tonight for you guys, but he's out. Just got announced out. Mm. Oh, we're going to go with Clay Thompson, plus 500, first basket, plus 210, first team basket. So MGM has team baskets. You can go on there and hit that. So if you if he makes the first basket of the game, you win both. Okay. Done before. I have others, uh, one or two others, but you got to sign up to get a part of that. Uh, All right, Kim, if they, if they, let's see, where are they at on the likes here? Only 110 still? All right. That's, we got to get higher. We got to get to what number for you to give another one out? Uh, 50. 150. Yeah. You should be at 150. 150. Get to 150. Uh, Hoffman and I are on the exact same play, which we didn't know. I had already posted and he texted me, so it was great. Uh, Jalen Brunson, first quarter points over seven and a half. Jalen Brunson has been killing it in the first quarter. Uh, Randall was killing it in the first quarter also, but it looks like Randall's getting more rebounds right now and Brunson's getting more points. So we're taking Brunson, seven and a half points. That should be e- easy to get. Uh, Hoffman is also on uh, first, uh, first quarter Randall over four and a half rebounds. I don't know what that little one is. Yeah. That, was t- that was a tough read for you right there, Bo. <laughs> uh, as, I'm, as I'm looking for it. <laughs> really, really kind of stammered through that one. <laughs> or if you're on the page, as I'm looking for it, Evan's moving everything around. I am doing <laughs> that. I am doing that. Yeah, so I can't find it. Uh, Brunson or uh, Randall over four and a half. First quarter. Brunson over seven and a half first quarter points. Randall over four and a half first quarter rebound. I, I had to just jump in and save you here. I mean, you're drowning on that one. Well, you just, he was moving it. All right, well, you got fucking three games. Read it. Read it. I'm not. I'm reading it. What? <laughs> I just did. I'm fucking funny. I'm trying to fucking find the. I'm reading it for you. Oh, I don't need you to read it for me. Then read it. Then go ahead, bro. You do it. You're so good at it. You do it. Randall over four and a half first quarter rebounds. And Say it again. Well, no. I'm Randall over four and a half first quarter rebounds and Brunson over seven and a half first quarter points. And then Bill has Clay Thompson first basket plus 500 and Clay Thompson first team basket plus 210. And there's another play on there I'm not reading to you because Bill's saving it for when you get to 150 likes. So get to work. We're still at 121. How was that? Also on a Knicks money line. And Knicks money line for Luke Hoffman. Oh, Knicks money line. <laughs> Who they playing today? I saw. I was looking at that game. There was a weird line move on. Oh, so uh, Knicks Wizards. Ninety percent of the bets. Ninety nine percent of the money is on the Knicks today. That's a fucking. It's a lot. Tommy can't read them all. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas double double minus one forty five. I thought that's what you were giving out when they got the one fifty. I love that a lot. No, I said give out a first basket. Um, I love that play a lot. 
uh, I'm sure this, I have a bunch of double, a couple guys double doubles tonight, guys. I'm going to parlay together. So if you want to find out the other guys, join up. 4dbets.com, promo code VIP20. Uh, let's hit a little hockey here real quick. This is going to be real quick for me. I have one lean. Uh, this isn't even going to go down as an official play. Uh, I need to see how it goes. There's only three games tonight. Jets, Penguins, Devils, Ducks, Oilers, Sharks. I have one lean on the Sharks, but that's not even. I don't like their current form. The Oilers have been playing a little bit better. I don't like anything there. Bill, the Devils are minus 305. Are you putting that in a parlay? No. I mean, you could parlay, I guess, the Devils with Illinois money line if you want, but I don't like that. So nothing for me on the ice yet. Uh, yesterday gave you guys three hockey bets. Uh, we hit two of them and the third one missed by one so we hit the plus 130 we hit the Canucks oh, plus one and a half great call oh yeah there we go bill rupp see nervous. i nervous i didn't bet it, Ev. i didn't bet it i was nervous it's but... a great call though you you did you did call it i mean if he, he i was begging him to say it with his chest if he says that with his chest we're clipping that and it's all over the well, i can't bet against the bruins i it's, it's too hard but i definitely everything was just though. Everything was set up like, man, no, you got to just pound that one and take it. That was such a good call. Right. You got to fucking just pound that and just stomp on it. Uh, that was such a good call. I actually posted it in the chat. I was like, I, I didn't even bet it. <laughs> Evan, I was just like, Jesus, they actually won. Uh, I saw so good. It was like, they were like up to nothing with five minutes to go. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. They won three nothing. I actually shut them out. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. We covered NHL. We covered NBA. We covered college basketball. We covered tennis. All right, now let's get to what you guys want to see and hear. Let's talk some football. Uh, yesterday, we talked a little high-level overview of the two Saturday games. You guys know where we lie with that. Um, let's just run through it real quick for those people that missed the show. I think it's Niners and Chargers. Rackets, I believe you think it's Niners-Jaguars, yep. correct? Bill, I believe you were Niners-Chargers, but not heavy on the Chargers. Yeah, that game's up, but I, I like the Chargers. And Evan, where were you? Jags-Niners. Okay, so we're all on the Niners. Um, we're all on the Chargers. Actually, no, me and Bill are on the Chargers. You two are on oh, the Jacks. Yeah. All right, so we're split. All right, so uh, that's where we're at with that. From a prop perspective on this game, uh, Rackets, do you have anything from prop perspective on the Niners and the Chargers game, sir? Um, it's probably like minus 190, but Bosa to get a sack is basically free money this week, I think. Uh, let me see. Do they have the defensive props up here on Fandle? Uh, usually it's DraftKings. Let me see. Defensive probs. Bosa tackles. Bosa record a sack minus 215. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen, but I don't I mean, know. that's FanDuel. Maybe it's lower elsewhere. Um, let me try and look here. Let's see. It's minus 265 on DraftKings. Offman message. <laughs> 215, yeah, nothing. Offman is on the Chargers. So it's three Chargers. Two Three. All right, Hoffman's breaking the tie uh, with the Chargers there. Wow, that's that's a lot for a sack. I was expecting like minus one eighty, but minus. I mean, there's your there's your Illinois money line play. So do Illinois money line both throw that in there? Uh, a little Tommy G, a little cocaine and Legos combo. So do the Illinois money line and the Bosa sack. Let me just see what that says. Bosa shorts at minus one hundred three for the fan. So there we go. So we'll take Illinois on the money line tonight. We'll do Bosa to get a sack to my, I've never seen a sack prop at 215. That's insane. It's <laughs> maniacal. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, obviously there's not going to be, but there's a chance there's no sacks in the game. Like, it's not like sacks are guaranteed. You know, <laughs> that's, that's fucking, that's hefty. Uh, Bill, anything you like for tomorrow on the props for these uh, two games, the Niners game and the Chargers game? Uh, what I would do is I would parlay McCaffrey and Eckler for plus 164 for a touchdown. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would parlay them with a bunch of other guys for the whole week. We have a lot that are coming out on the site. Obviously, we have a whole NFL weekend. Me and Bill and Brett Hoffman have multiple touchdown parlays, props, things like that. Uh, I'm going to have a field day with this. Hoffman's already unloading, and I know Bill is too. So that's what you want to get in for. The uh, two guys score. These two guys score all the time. So they're going to be heavy on. Hold on. What'd you say? F? Minus 164. No, no, no. Plus one sixty-four. Plus one sixty-four. Right. Um, I think that's great. Both of them are going to be used a lot, um, and they should both get in the box. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Hoffman, I think, likes Kittle for a touchdown. I like that too. I think that was one of his guys in his touchdown parlay. He was big on Kittle, and I love that. I was running through some numbers here. 
So uh, the beauty of Seattle San Fran, uh, I have about five or six props I'm going to give you right now. I'm not really going to give you any props for the Sunday and Monday, Sunday game. So you got to sign up for that. But I'm going to give you a bunch of props for tomorrow. When they win, you'll see how fucking good it is. Because these, uh, there's a few that I like a lot, and I didn't come into this really loving it. Uh, so far this year, San Fran and Seattle has played twice. That's awesome that we get to see that sample size amongst these two teams. They played four times in the last two years. Uh, Lockett seems to be the guy who keeps jumping off in these games. Seven for 68 on nine targets and nine for 107 on 11 targets. So we've seen 16 catches for 175 yards and 20 targets in the two meetings. And his total right now is actually only at 60 and a half. So I like the Tyler Lockett over 60 and a half. Got to imagine they're going to be playing from behind. San Fran should be controlling this game. So I'm going Lockett over DJ Metcalf, uh, DK Metcalf. That's their that's their weakness too. San Francisco, if they're secondary. Yeah, so that's what I, yeah. So I like this. Lockett will be able to run around and get loose. Uh, DK's done fine. Seven for 55, four for 35. Last year, four for 65, five for 60. But nothing, he hasn't had a single game over 65 yards versus them. Whereas even last year, Lockett popped off uh, for seven, 68, and one. There was one game where Russ threw for like 120 yards, so I threw that out. But uh, even last year, seven, 68, and one in the one game on eight targets. So I think we're looking at an eight, nine target, uh, six, seven catch Lockett game. Probably going to ladder him up even to 100. That's the first one I'm going to give you here. Uh, George Kittle, 44 and a half, seems egregiously low. Um, I I can't really make sense of it. It's almost so low it's a little worrisome uh, in this spot. But uh, I don't see why Kittle is at this price. I know he hasn't done much in the last couple weeks. But, those, yeah, go grab it. But those are not big games. They're a game against the Raiders and a game against the fucking Cardinals were not big games. The last time he played Seattle, uh, he went off four for 93 and two touchdowns. Uh, earlier in the year, they didn't. he didn't play versus them. And then last year, he had a game where he was nine for 181 and two. Let me read that again. Nine for 181 and two off them. So he's had probably, what's this, four or five touchdowns in the last three games versus them. 12 targets. Last year, 10 targets and 12 targets. This year, uh, his first game, he had about eight targets, and they didn't play in the other one. So Kittle, 44-and-a-half, seems egregious. Big games, you go to your big players. Uh, I think he'll be involved early and often, and uh, we should get that by halftime uh, on the Kittle line. And CMC's rushing and receiving. Not putting that out officially yet, but I'm going to definitely want to play that. I just haven't decided if I'm playing the rushing or the rushing and receiving. I know Mitchell's going to be back. He's going to cut into it a little bit. But again, you're going to go with your horse in these situations. Uh, two weeks ago when these two teams played, San Fran on the ground, CMC was 26 for 108 and a touchdown. And in week three when these two teams played, San Francisco didn't have CMC. Their rushing attack, which I believe was Wilson, Debo, and Jones, if I'm not mistaken, was 45 carries for 189 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. So in two games versus Seattle, they've rushed for like 400 yards and four touchdowns. A uh, lot of ground game, plus you add in the game flow. A uh, bunch of ways to play that. You guys decide whether you want to go rushing or rushing and receiving. Uh, that's it on the. That's it for the San Fran-Seattle game. Anyone have anything else on that game? Because I have about three more plays for the next game. It should be sloppy tomorrow, too, in San Francisco. So the riot bodes well for the running game. Yeah, bodes well for the running game, bodes well for tight ends, you know, things like <laughs> that. So we're in a good spot. And uh, I think those plays uh, are – definitely laterable I, I could see Kittle going for 100 I could see Lockett going for 100 uh don't count too much in the game flow I know it's a nine and a half point spread everyone oh, Kittle's not even going to be involved in the second half guys the spread's nine not 90 you know he, he's going to be involved it's a playoff game you know favorite Kittle is uh Purdy's favorite target in the red zone too of course and and this is a big game big players come up in big games we just saw what Brock Bowers did in the national championship after sleepwalking through about a whole season and we jumped all over when he went ham you're going to go to your big targets. You got to remember, Purdy's going to be nervous. This is his first start. A lot on the line. You're going to go to your security blanket, which is George Kittle. Um, I'll probably be betting catch on the first drive, too. I think he's going to get to him right out the gate and start peppering Kittle right out the gate. Uh, Jacksonville, Carol, uh, Jacksonville, Carolina. Jacksonville, Chargers. Uh, we spoke about the Eckler touchdown. I like that. You can throw that in there for me, too. E. Eckler, minus 150 uh, to score a touchdown. We are going to have no Mike Williams, as we mentioned earlier. Actually, another play for... Seattle, if you're interested, if you want to dabble in like a same game parlay where you're rallying a bunch of guys together, I think Noah Fant is an interesting play at 23 and a half. Uh, tight ends have had a decent amount of success in the history between these two teams. Fant was five for 32 and six targets the last time these two guys played. Tight ends had five catches earlier in the year when these two guys played. 
and the tight ends had six catches in the non-rust game last year when these two teams played. So you're looking at probably about six, seven targets to the tight end for Geno here. We really need about two of those for uh, Fant to get home on the 23-and-a-half. Uh, this game here, Eckler, touchdown. We have no Mike Williams. The big beneficiaries, I'll read you some stats here, since uh, these are statistics without Mike Williams this year. So these are the 2022 statistics without Mike Williams. My favorite play on the board here is Josh Palmer, uh, 49-and-a-half as a total. I think it's 50-and-a-half on Fandle. Either one is fine. Uh, he's balled out without Mike Williams. Talented receiver, kind of fills that role. Should be getting deep, averaging about 13 yards a catch without Mike Williams there. Seven for 60 on 11 targets, five for 56 on seven targets, three for 44 on eight targets. That was at San Fran. Keep in mind, that was a much tougher matchup than Jacksonville. And then eight for 106 on 10 targets versus Atlanta. So if you take out San Fran, we're looking at every single one of these games. He blew past that number. Uh, and the target number is the big thing for me, that he's looking at 36 targets in four games without Mike Williams. That's nine targets a game. Give me a guy who can get deep, averaging 15 yards a catch, a 50 total on his yards, who's going to see eight or nine targets. Let's go there. Uh, another one is the Andre Carter Rackets. I have some interest in him. His number's really low, 33 and a half for DeAndre Carter. And here's his numbers without Mike Williams. One for 14, seven for 73, four for 64, and five for 53. Two touchdowns over those games. And his number's 34. Um Another ladder candidate there. He's gone over 50 in three of those four games uh, without Mike Williams. Uh, so I like Carter over 33.5, Palmer over 49.5, Eckler touchdown minus 150, Kittle over 44.5, Lockett over 60.5, and, and then you could sprinkle in Noah Fant over 23.5. Those will be the six props I just promised on Twitter, and I will be slamming Keenan Allen 40-plus, 50-plus, 60-plus, 80-plus gets to be a number that is a little high in low-scoring playoff games, and I really I really like to stay in that 50 or lower range so I can get it on one or two catches. But uh, Keenan should be peppered. His productivity this year with Allen, uh, with Mike Williams out, 6 for 88, 5 for 49, 21 targets over that span. I think he's going to see a little more attention. So he hasn't really been the guy popping off without Mike Williams there. It's been Carter and Palmer. So I'm going to go down a level to Carter Palmer, have uh, Keenan Allen in same-game parlays, and I'm out of breath. What's your thoughts, Rackets? Oh, I agree with that. Um, Keenan Allen, he doesn't score either, so you're not gonna, he's not really going to be looking at him in the red zone. So I'm, I'm, I like all of it. Yeah, Carter actually shockingly has two touchdowns in those, uh, yeah. those games there, so not bad value there. But uh, that's pretty much the prop rundown on those two games. Haven't dug into the props on the next three games. I'll be doing that tonight. Uh, with the boys, I think Bill's dead. He might be gone. Uh, did you like anything on the? Who do you who do you think goes off on the Jacksonville side? A little bit worrisome to see uh, Trevor Lawrence's rushing prop at thirteen and a half there, right? Rackets that may be saying that there's something still going on with that though. I mean, it was only sixteen and a half against the Jets, and he had like. Is that what it was? I'm not sure. I thought it, I thought he used to sit in the twenties. No, it was sixteen and a half that that day. That's why I said it was just looked off to me. And then of course he got it on that first fucking run, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like. I don't mind that. I like Etienne a lot this week. I think if, if they're gonna if they're gonna have a chance, they're gonna have to run the ball. Chargers can't stop the run. Uh, I think you're gonna see a lot of Etienne this week. I think you're gonna see a lot of Trevor Lawrence running the ball, basically because he has to. Um, and I don't know how much. I don't if I don't know which receiver to pick, so I probably wouldn't. Um, but I, I'm on the rushing side there. I like I like them running the ball. Yeah, I can see that. Both these teams should be able to pretty much do whatever they want uh, offensively. I think this if this wasn't two quarterbacks making, you know, kind of entry to the playoff world starts on national TV in prime time, I probably would be slamming this over. I'm just a little worried about the jitters. So in my hope, I'd like to see a slow first quarter and then be able to catch that out over maybe end of the first quarter, beginning of the second uh, in the high 30s. You know, if we can get a nice three nothing first quarter or something like that, because I think they will pick up and pace up. There's vulnerabilities, which we'll talk about tomorrow on the site. Uh, for both these teams' defenses that benefit the opposing teams. Uh, Bill, we just ran through Saturday with all the props and all the plays. Uh, you said you were interested, I believe, Saquon Barkley, was it, that you were interested in his props? Was that you or someone else? I mean, talking to someone. Uh, yeah, but that's Sunday. Oh, it's Constantino. Constantino, when he comes on. I think Constantino's interested in Barkley. Oh, the props. Oh, no, you can bring him in now, but yeah, either way. Uh, Bill, what do you like for the Sunday slate? Well, Daniel Jones rushing. And Joe Burrow rushing. Those two, easily. Joe Burrow rushing, I like. Um, 
I've said it the whole time, Joe Burrow runs in big games. The only thing I'm a little worried about is I think they'll be in control of this game, and he might not have to, but 12 and a half is low. I think he definitely runs. 10 and a half, 10 and a half on DraftKings. No, 10 and a half I like, yeah. That's definitely a good number. Mike, it was you that liked the Saquon Barkley receiving, right? Yeah, Saquon Barkley against um, zone defenses. I, I, I like that. He tears those up, and even the stats versus Minnesota, last time they played, you could see that. What was his? What's his receiving yards sitting at? Do you know offhand? I could look at it right here. No, I didn't look at props yet, but I was just kind of like looking through the games to see what angles I. I like. got it here. So he's looking at twenty-one and a half. That seems pretty low. Wow, it seems low. What about receptions? Uh, receptions should be. I would assume with that number, it would be two and a half juiced or three and a half plus. Three and a half minus one thirty-eight. Wow. Well, I don't know which one I like more. Maybe I like the yards, yards more. I, I like right. the yards more. The yards there. If he gets four catches, he's getting over twenty yards. For sure, in that he had, he, had, he had two for minus five last last time. He had eight eight receptions, ten targets for forty nine. That's against the Vikings, right, Bill? That one, yes, yeah. So that that's an example against like the zone. I know it's blown up and they just played and whatnot, but still, great game environment, you know, in in a dome, and you know, mm-hmm. game script wise, they're playing from behind. And I heard a really cool thing on the radio with Kurt Warner yesterday talking about how Brian Dable does such a good job with Daniel Jones on naked bootlegs and cutting the field in half and limiting it as reads. And a lot of that has Barkley in the flat or in a drag coming out of the backfield. So um, I think they'll even be more safe with a good game plan here. So I, I like that. bet. Yeah, I like uh, – I have a feeling this is a Dalvin Cook game. I have a feeling that the Vikings uh, – they do have a smart coach. Um, it's the only reason they are where they are because the, McConnell does a good job. I kind of like this Dalvin Cook uh 71 and a half i think he runs wild but i'm not going to play that i'm actually going to play dalvin cook longest rush so i'm going to do dalvin cook longest rush over 15 and a half uh, i don't know if any of you guys see a better number out there i just see daniel uh dalvin cook breaking one in this one and uh i think there's going to be a big game for him i would have some jefferson activity here too mike give me your uh give me your picks on the two games tomorrow uh niners and chargers I mean, I think the Niners blow them out, but it's hard to lay the 10. Yeah. You know, um, and I know they're getting a, a lot of play, but I do agree with you. I like Lockett better than Metcalf here because just for what we were talking about, Metcalf does way better versus man defense, and the Niners mm-hmm. play that zone, and Lockett's going to be able to run through the you know soft Find spots the in the zone. So it's more of a Lockett game for me there. Um, I like McCaffrey you know, to have a lot of catches and receptions here, but um, I do like the Niners, but I'll put them in a teaser. Um, you know, not late at 10, but, um, and I like the chargers. I think the chargers are a better football team. I get it. I like Doug Peterson who's the head coach. And when you get to this point in the playoffs or wild card, you know, the three main factors to look at are the quarterback play, the head coach, and then the defense, especially if they rush the pass, uh, rush the passer or not, you know, so those, those three things weigh very heavily for me. And, um, I think Doug Peterson's a better coach than Staley. I agree with you there too. I'm not a Staley guy. You know, quarterback play, I like Herbert, even though, you know, Lawrence has been playing good. And Derwin James on defense is a problem. I mean, he's getting better and better every game. He can blitz. He can he can pick you off. He strips the ball. I think he's a menace. I like the Chargers here. Yeah, I'm on the Chargers too in this one. Uh, the three, we said we talk about the three games today. I'm not going to go heavy into the props. Just gave you a couple there. Uh, I've already given out mine yesterday, so I re-put it back in there, Evan. I don't know if you saw me just copy and paste that back in. Uh, I have that teaser that we put in yesterday with Bills minus three, Bengals plus a half, Niners plus a half. I mean, I, I think it's just, I think it's open and shut here, guys. Those three teams are winning. Uh, if one of them loses, I would be absolutely floored. But uh, you got the Bills minus 13 and a half, Vikings minus three, Bengals minus eight and a half. What were your takes on these three games, Rackets? Where are you sitting on this? Uh, Bills destroyed the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson. Um, yeah, terrible. Vikings Giants is where I'm kind of caught. I could see either team winning this game. Um, earlier in the week, I said I thought the Viking or I thought the Giants would win. Now I'm kind of on the fence about that. I don't really have a take. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I guess I think the Vikings end up winning now, but their defense is so bad that I, if the Giants could control the ball, they might they have a chance, man. And the Bengals, obviously, I don't think the Ravens are within. We, we talked about it. Burrow needs to boat the ball twice to fucking win this game. Yeah, yeah, but Ravens can't score. Um, Mike, what was your take on the Giants? Who wins the game? I'm on the Giants. I, I like the Giants. I think Minnesota is overrated. You know, I know they had a lot of close games, but um, 
Giants are a good football team, and I really like Dable. I think he's a great coach, and um, I, I expect a lot of points. I can see an over here. I, I think there's going to be a lot of points, and I favor the Giants and on the money line. And here's a stat. You know, it's really hard to ignore. I was talking to my friend about this yesterday. In the 62 ever NFL wildcard playoff games, whoever wins the game, the spread doesn't come into the factor for the underdog. If the underdog wins or whether the favorite you know, covers rather, I should say. So if you're going to bet favorites, you can lay the points. And if you're going to bet the dog, bet them on the money line. But it's an astounding 54 and 7 for 88 and a half percent. Those are numbers that are hard to ignore. I'm not saying go all in on deep. No, that's, that's but fantastic. those numbers are pretty astounding. And these playoffs tend year after year to play certain rounds close with upsets and then teams get momentum. So 54 and 7 at 88 and a half percent is a nice number. So it's basically saying if you like any of the underdogs, ignore the points. Just take the money line. Take the money line. And if you like the favorites, don't be scared. They'll lay it. And I think the Bills, I agree with Rackets. I think the Bills are at 41 to 7, 41 yeah. 10. I think it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be, you would know better than me, frigid. But um, I see a hard time of Skyler Moore throwing the ball. Thompson. Be yeah. high, Thompson behind the Bills defense to allow Tyreek Hill to get behind them. He's going to give up a lot of dumps. Maybe look at over and reception props for Hill and Waddle, but I could see a lot of those wide receiver screens get the ball in their hand, let them make a play after the catch, rather than them, you know, burning the Bills' defense. Yeah, uh, Skylar Thompson's it's hard for him uh, to catch up. I didn't even like him in college, so Skylar Thompson's trash. One of the things that we do have to keep in mind when we look at props. I mean, I'm not touching a Dolphin prop at all. I think you're right. Like, there's no because you got to put drives together to get. Plus their receptions, Tommy. Because I mean, even the receptions, you got to put drives together. I think people underestimate the fact, and that's why it's one of the big edges I used to have in DFS. When everyone would see a team that was a 14, 17 point underdog, and they would go loading up on the receivers on the other side for all the garbage points and extra, you can't get props unless you get drives, right? Like a 10 play drive leads to opportunity for the receivers. The Dolphins are going to be going three and three and out consistently. So it's going to be very difficult for them to get in a rhythm and, and accumulate statistics. I'm with you, Mike. I think this game ends like fucking 41-7. Like, I, I agree 100%. I, I mentioned before I'm going to be doing uh, two alt-line plays where I'm going to be alt-lining the Niners and alt-lining the Bills on those both. Um, Bengals, I think, you can't say the Bengals destroy the Ravens because the Bengals don't destroy teams. That's just not their brand of football. They go and they win close games. If they're ahead by a lot, they're going to let you back in a little. If they're down, like against the Bucks, if they're down 20, they're going to come right back and find a way to win. Just like last week with the Patriots, if they're up 20, they're going to find a way to let you back in, and then they're going to win it in the end. So not as confident about the Bengals' destruction, but extremely confident in the Bengals' win. Bill, I know you liked the Ravens before with Lamar. Now that Lamar's out, I'm assuming you're completely off the Ravens. Yeah, I'm on the other side. All right, cool. So we got rackets. Anything else on those three games? We'll leave the Cowboys-Bucks game to Monday. We have a stay cashing show on Monday, so we'll talk about the Monday night game on stay cashing on Monday. But Rackets, anything else before we put a bow on this NFL weekend for these games that we just mentioned? Uh, little stat I heard this week going back to 2012 wild card weekend, uh, 71% to the under. It's 27 unders and 11 overs overall since 2012. Um, this weekend is heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah, I, I, that's the one thing I said about the uh, Chargers-Jags game. I want to bet the over, but I've learned from the playoffs. Like, the, you just teams start slow. There's nerves. They're humans. I don't think there's a quarterback in the AFC over the age of 26. You realize that? So these are all young guys. Like, these are all guys in their early to mid-20s. A lot of guys in the NFC and the whole AFC. I mean, you got uh, Miami, Chargers, Jaguars and Ravens all have quarterbacks making their first playoff start ever, right? The only two that have any playoff experience are Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. So uh, keep that stuff in mind when you're betting. Don't slam uh, these early totals over. Uh, good stat there, Rackets. And, Bill, that's where we love hitting the end games. So we'll be hitting these live as they go on. i got to get over to uh, uh, I got an update on Napoli goal. Well, nothing. Let's go. Let's go. Napoli. Uh, so that's it for NFL. We got UFC finally back, Constantino. Uh, where the fuck have they been? Why did they take so long off? And they have the monster card next week, right? Like, it's not even this week, is it? Yeah, no, we're getting a fight night card at the UFC Apex. We're down to 11 fights. Uh, fight was canceled today when 
Sajara Eubanks didn't even step on the scale due to weight cutting issues. Um, so 11 fights, you know, there's like three or four fights that are like minus 700 or more. Now, it's a tough card from a betting angle. However, I did extract a couple bets that I like, and I'll give a free parlay here at plus money. Before um, you give the parlay, yeah. uh, Evan, they're close enough. I'm assuming they're going to get to 150. You could do the raffle in the chat if you didn't already. Copy. Did you already do it? Yeah, it's been going. Okay, all right, cool. All right, go on, Costino. So, um, you know, the card itself, like I said, it's a little bit of a weaker card, and there's a lot of big favorites on the card. But um, we'll give a free parlay to start the year. So last year was my first year, you know, doing it for a full year for 40bets.com. We won 38.29 units, which is obviously very good, but also learned a lot when there's such a huge sample size of, you know, 14 fights every week at basically. It's hard, you know, and it's a grind. So I'm uh, tightening it up for this year, and I look forward to 50-plus units this year for you guys. Let's go. Um, but let's start with uh, Javid Basharat. Um, very, very good fighter here, and he's a decent-sized favorite. Uh, DraftKings has the best line in the market at minus 315. Here's a guy who I think should be a lot higher. I think he should even be 500 or more. And he's fighting an undefeated fighter who, you know, we just saw in this season's Dana White's Contender Series, who's very good. He's 10-0 and and a former training partner of Charles Oliveira. But this is another level. Um, Javid Basharat is phenomenal, in my opinion. He's very well-rounded, technical striker, very good wrestling, good grappler. And he spars every day and trains with Sean Strickland and Marvin Vittori, who are two absolute nuts. So I I, I buy into a lot of who do you train with. Um, you know, he also has a brother who's a UFC fighter. But um, Mendoka is good. Very, you know, a black belt, good jiu-jitsu. But Basharat is way more well-rounded. And he's coming off a great win over Tony Grabley, who was 4-2 and two in the UFC going into that fight against Basharat. So I think it's a step down for Basharat here against the newcomer and I'm going to take him and put him in a parlay just to win. Um, and I'm going to pair him with uh, Hunolele Soriano, um, another one, a UFC vet. You know, he's been here for a while. He's never been finished in his career. You know, his only two losses in the UFC is when he got grapple fucked, taken down 11 times by Maximov, and then he lost a decision to a very good Brendan Allen. On the other side, he's fighting a one-dimensional striker and Roman Kopilov, Kopilov, who has lost twice here in the UFC, and I think Soriano, who has never been finished, like I said, and has a lot of power, um, can also wrestle. He'll have the wrestling edge here. Even though we haven't seen it since his first two UFC fights, he has the ability to take down, you know, his opposition. And I think he'll rely on that if he feels the power here. If not, get the finish himself or, or a decision. So putting them both together, Bashra and uh, Kunaleli Soriano, we get back plus 119 on DraftKings. And I just bet it before coming on the show. So the lines are still live. All right, cool. Uh, what do you think of the card as a whole? Good card, bad card, man. A lot of big favorites. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, there's like guys who are like almost like the Bo Nickel, like uh, yeah. Rebecca. I mean, he's minus 740 on DraftKings, which is a huge line, but find a hard time seeing him losing to a debuter coming here from the Northeast up in New England that I know of. Um, five and oh, but he has, he fought a guy that was like five and you know, 100 or whatever it was. Flip. But, um, you know, a, a tough card from betting standpoint, but I have a couple other bets. I have a, a straight bet I put in already, and um, I like it from a DFS perspective too because those 700 favorites you can use in DFS and get contrarian on the bottom end. All right. Nice. I like it. Uh, you have a quick thought before we get out of here on the Dana White situation, or are you trying to just stay off that? Not much to talk about. You know, I mean, reactionary. I mean, if anybody hits you, it's reactionary sometimes. I mean, he didn't premeditate it you know meditate to do that and it was instinctively and it doesn't make it right you know um but you know what's there more to say i mean it happened and as of now and endeavor announced there's no punishment so there's not gonna be a punishment but uh the delay of uh the poorly named dana white slap fighting league <laughs> imagine uh, it was all done on purpose i mean i mean i, I, I would this is all a simulation i mean dude we just had fucking lisa marie presley die a day after elvis he won an award, and the kid who played Elvis gave a fucking speech to her. Franco Harris dies literally the day before fucking the Immaculate Reception fucking anniversary in the Ring of Honor. Now, everything's a simulation, Bill. It's all fucking fake. The whole world's fake, Bill. It's all fake. You're so stupid. All right. All right, Mikey, <laughs> get out of here. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, guys. Have a good one. Let's start gashing. Let her go. <laughs> it's all fake, Bill. Everything's fake. Your whole world is... You're not even real. You're an NPC. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, all right, anything else, Evan, before we get out of here? You got to run the raffle, I know that, but anything on top of that? 
Uh, we're going to run the raffle, but I also, if you guys want to help out the free freeloaders, we gave out 32 bets today. 32. Uh, so, so we already did help out the freeloaders. Yeah, but if you want to help out freeloaders even more on Twitter, go retweet this tweet. We're at 10 retweets, 5 likes. We need 50 if you okay. want to help them out. So mm, we'll see. That's that. I usually wait to make sure they watch the show before I retweet it. I don't let my people just get the ticket. Fair. That's fair. I would wait to put it out, too. Eh? Maybe wait like a couple hours. You know, maybe maybe get those views. Well, already going, so. <laughs> All right, here we go. Close that. Pick a winner. Bo Rawls. Bo Rawls. I want to be friends with Bo Rawls. You sound like you're from Texas. Bo Rawls is a dog. Bo Rawls. And that dog in him. Oh. Uh, you're going to go and DM Bill Rupp here, and he's going to go DM free week, bud. Go DM Bill, your deets. Bo Rawls. Damn, that's a cool name, Bo Rawls. Oh, DM me at Rupp45 on Twitter. And uh, we'll get you hooked up. Man, go beat him up while you're over there, too. Go give him a little punch in the gut. Show him that fucking... He's, he's got to be from Texas, right? Texas Bo or Rawls. Oklahoma, maybe? Yeah, it got to be something cool. Bo, yeah. where are you from, buddy? Yeah. Bo's definitely, like, uh, shot an animal before. Oh, yeah. Like, multiple times. It's not like, like B-O, probably... though. It's B-O-W-E. Ooh, like Dwayne Bo? Bo Rawls. That's even cooler. I might name my... Well, he was shot a human before. Yeah, he's probably shot multiple times. (laughs) 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 All right, final words, Joey Rackets. Go Jags. Fuck the Chargers, man. Fuck the Jags. I can't wait till they lose. Bill Rupp, final words. Where do I go first? Bill Rupp, final words. Go Giants. Fuck the Giants, too. Uh, Evan Hand, final words. Uh, We're going to go 32-0 this weekend, so make sure you're tallying. Let's go. I know I'm not losing. I know I'm ready to rock. So uh, let's get it going. Fuck the Jags. Australian Open, dude. Australian Open starts Sunday, motherfuckers. See, why don't you use that for your final word? Because I thought, forgot about it. <laughs> the tennis guy forgot about the Australian Open. Welcome to 14 fans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for Howie Dewey, Mike Constantino, Evan Hand, Joey Rackets, and Bill Rupp, I am Tommy G. Get over to 4DBets.com. Promo code BIP. 20 VIP 20 20% off come fuck Australian Open hockey basketball football NFL playoffs MMA we got it all good luck stay cashing motherfuckers let's go